Hello everyone and welcome back to the Sunrise Room. I'm so happy that you're here. So this is the second part of the Being Alone segment. I hope that you listened to the first episode. I think that there's a lot of beneficial information that will help you and guide you along your journey of figuring out how to be alone and applying that to this week's episode I think is exceptionally beneficial for you in the long run and just figuring out you know the basics and then how to apply it so I hope you listen to the first episode and if not this episode will still make sense obviously it's not you know rocket science but it's just my perspective on being alone how to be alone what works for me what didn't work for me that type of thing so I hope you're excited. I'm excited to continue talking about this, so let's get into it. So hopefully at this point, you've spent some time alone, a lot of time alone, you know, and hopefully you really like the person that you're with. I think that that's essentially the first step in figuring out how to be alone and how how to go about it is self-worth and self-acceptance, which is something that is not done in a week. It's a process and it's something I'm still figuring out, something that I really want to talk about because it's definitely different from self-love. I think that they definitely correlate and they're somewhat synonymous with each other, but I think self-love and self-worth do kind of have different meanings at the root of their you know, origin, but it takes time to get used to not being stimulated by a crowd or other friends or family. And being alone isn't really natural at first. We aren't ever really alone in our lives. We go to school, we play sports, or we're in other activities or clubs, or we're with family and friends. And we're taught that being alone is sad and unnatural. But hopefully you've tried some activity that you really enjoy doing alone. For me, I know I told y'all, scrapbooking is my jam. So is exercising and cooking and going on drives. I mix it up and do tons of stuff alone. I discovered I'm interesting and really passionate about tons of different things. I don't know if anyone else has heard this saying or if it's just my parents, but the idea of letting your freak flag fly. Um, and just don't, don't deny yourself the things that bring you joy. So either you're on your way to feeling comfortable alone, or you're feeling comfortable alone, you're there, or wherever you are, you feel good with yourself. And there's peace when you're alone. You get to do whatever you want. Listen to music that feeds your soul. Read books or watch YouTube or bake or cook or dance, whatever it is. You know the things that make you happy. You've spent time reflecting, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, healing, praying, whatever. There is a healthy relationship established you feel is benefiting you. You've learned to value your time and look at your relationship with yourself in a different light. You feel good. And I'm proud of you and happy for you. It's not easy to spend time alone and enjoy it. It takes practice. I initially just started with reading alone or going on walks and listening to podcasts, small things that gradually made my day better and brighter. And so you've been able to really enjoy being alone at home and in your space, building a relationship with yourself, getting to know and trust and honor your needs and desires. You're feeling comfortable in your space because you've made it yours. Now, this is the part that I find a lot of people struggle with when we discuss this topic. And this is probably one of the greatest things I've had to overcome as a young woman with rancid anxiety, being alone in public and doing so proudly and on purpose. 
not just pumping gas or doing stuff where I have a messy bun and I'm wearing the pajamas that I've slept in for three days in a row to get the mail. I mean, taking yourself out in public and having fun by yourself, doing things that are, you know, quote unquote, uncomfortable and difficult alone. Let me tell you, this is the most powerful thing you can ever do. It's truly liberating. I think we were all taught that there are certain things you do just with a partner or a friend. Going out to dinner, going to the movies, going bowling. The holidays are meant for couples and families, not for single people. And that being alone is something that happens to you. You're alone because no one loves you. You're alone and have no kids and not married, and you're failing because no one loves you. Society prioritizes coupling and having children and being surrounded by people at all times. I don't know about anyone else, but when I was little, I thought it was weird if you didn't get married and have kids and that something was wrong with you because everyone in my life was married and had kids, you know, parents and stuff. And that's what everyone else my age wanted and thought that that was what was ahead of them. But I think relationships are so complicated that there really is no right or wrong when it comes to having someone or not having someone. It's what you need and want or think you need and want. But because it's essentially all we know from our parents and society, the idea of being with someone is something that is always on our minds. We are always looking for someone. And we overlook the fact that we already have someone. There's no place to be alone and have it be something that's enjoyable or accepted because it's not what you're supposed to do. I always think of um, Scrooge and A Christmas Carol. He is a better old man who's alone and he's the villain of the story. Or the Grinch is a better old who who's alone. They're made out to be the bad guys. And I think it's interesting, especially pertaining to the Grinch, I have opinions about that story. And I think it's truly about mental health and how he isolates himself truly to take care of himself because he is overstimulated by the who's. And so he takes it upon himself to be with his dog on his hill and do his own thing. And he is made out to be the villain. And yes, he is negative and grouchy and ultimately steals Christmas, but the isolation is what prompts him to do that when people are not happy that he isolates himself. It's very interesting. I would like to further talk about that, but he definitely has severe PTSD and it's addressed, um, yet he's still the villain for being alone. I think you should let the man live with his dog in peace. Being alone isn't bad. It's healthy. It's important for growth and something everyone should know how to do. And I've noticed in my own life that there are people who are alone on purpose and enjoying exploring themselves. And they have more peace than people who are in relationships and trying to heal at the same time. Even if you do have a partner, there's still a significance in doing things alone and doing them proudly. It's a life skill. You are essentially going to spend your entire life with yourself. Just you. It's always you. It will always be you. Learn to love this person. And I started enjoying 
being alone at home so much, I felt like I could go back into the world on my own and love myself there. I'd gotten several different jobs that I loved over the past couple years that suited where I was at in my life because I believed in myself. I knew these opportunities were all things I was passionate about. And at this moment in time, I was done with sports and doing online school, so I had nothing but time. I went out and put myself into positions I knew I could handle and excel at. I was tired of selling myself short and being afraid. When I went out into the work world, essentially I gained a lot of confidence from different experiences. I learned an endless amount of beneficial information from customer service and waitressing. Interaction and presentation are really important. How I put myself out there impacted a customer's experience, what shifts I got, and how much of a raise I can earn. My attitude and presentation would make or break a sale. And I knew that's how it worked with myself too. I had to take care of myself and love myself and change my mindset to succeed. I liked looking nice at work because I felt that I, if I looked the part, I could succeed. And I really loved my customers and felt good about myself when I did well at work. I formed tons of relationships with people I never would have met had I not put myself out there in the first place. I started feeling confident enough to do things in public for fun just by myself. During my break, I'd walk down K Street and get a coffee. Or after school, I'd go to a bookstore, buy a book, and read it in the cafe. I went shopping because I like looking at stuff. Started going to spin classes alone because it became a form of meditation for me, and I liked how I felt after. The biggest thing I've learned about being alone is don't wait for your friends to say yes to something that you want to try. Whenever I want to do something now, I invite people to join me. I'm always like, hey, I'm going to go to this comedy show. Do you want to come with me? Instead of saying, hey guys, why don't we all go to a comedy show? Because people cancel, don't buy tickets, and then you don't go and the comedian leaves town and you've missed the opportunity to see them. But since I made the plan... I already have my ticket, and I'm going with or without them. Going to the gym alone was something that was really intimidating for me. I avoided it at all costs. I didn't want to use a machine wrong, drop weights too loud, whatever. But let me tell you about the gym. There will always be someone insanely obnoxious who does not give a damn what anyone thinks. And I appreciate those people because they leave no room for awkward staring or glaring. They just move. And honestly, no one's looking at you. Unless you're that person. I admire those people. But I like working out in loud gyms because everyone is there to work out their own thing. And I honestly can't even hear myself think. And it's a place for you to better yourself. Everyone is in there to get better and stronger. Going to the gym alone made it a sacred space for me to work out my emotional stuff. And it was something I enjoyed. And being surrounded by people who felt the same way was really inspiring. And I spent a week this semester, this past semester, leaving campus every single day and heading down to the beach. I would sit in a coffee shop, hang out alone, read, do homework, whatever. Because I get burnt out really quickly when I'm constantly surrounded by people and I don't take the time to recharge. So I noticed this and dedicated an entire week to just being alone. 
I felt comfortable and confident alone. And I wanted to go out and see some new places off of campus. And when you're alone, there's so many opportunities to meet new people. I was at this coffee shop in LA about an hour from my school. And I was just vibing, reading. And these kids sat down next to me. And they were so funny. I just, I couldn't focus on my work. And we started talking and just had a really nice time. And I hung out with them for like three hours. And I saw them again a few days at the same coffee shop. And we hung out again. And I have so many stories about amazing interactions with strangers when I'm alone. That would never have happened had I not been alone. I meet people and socialize so much more when I'm alone. Cashiers, baristas, servers, anyone. When I'm alone, I talk to anyone I can. It's crazy how much more in the present moment we are when we aren't distracted by other people. I notice new stores, things, people when I'm alone and out because I'm able to appreciate and be present for all of it. So I, this is very funny to say now. Um, I had a really hard time eating alone. I still kind of do, but it was just re- it's just really sad to me for some reason. Like if I ever see people eating alone, I instinctively feel sorry for them. Why are they eating alone? Did someone stand them up? Do they have any friends? And I, I didn't want anyone to look at me and think those things. It's just depressing. And there are so many places in LA I want to try and eat at. And so I just started going and checking them out by myself. I started small, getting coffee alone and doing homework, getting lunch and reading. And now I'm really comfortable eating alone in public, even if I'm not hiding behind a book or a screen. I was again off campus one day and ate at this insanely crowded restaurant and had everyone looking at me, but I enjoyed my book and my pasta and I did not care what they thought because I had the best company in the room. I'm not not afraid of doing some things. I couldn't line dance alone because I don't know enough of the dances and there's something, and that's something that's way more fun to experience with other people. I don't think I could go out onto a large body of water alone yet. That just seems like something you should do with other people, but I love being alone. I really do. But some things are more fun to experience with other people. And honestly, sometimes you just want the company. I'm not saying being alone is the better option. I'm saying it's exceptionally powerful to choose to be alone because you like yourself and you want to do something because you can. It's also not about doing stuff that you don't enjoy. If you don't like going to dinner alone, don't do it. Cook dinner for yourself instead. Go get acupuncture and a massage. Get your nails done. Get your hair done. Enjoy and treat yourself. And I think it's fun to date your city, too. Plan a whole day for yourself. Bring headphones, books, crossword puzzles, whatever. When I hang out with myself, I plan a date like I used to with previous partners. If I'm in LA, I'll go downtown, maybe hit a museum and listen to music or go to a store that I wanted to peruse around in and just explore. There's so much to do in LA. And I'm lucky enough to have a car, so I'll do whatever. And, you know, next time I go to that place, I'll bring a friend so they can enjoy it too. I'll go to the beach, get some coffee or a smoothie or something to eat, and maybe just read on the beach. 
and then I'll go to that favorite coffee shop of mine and chill inside, hang out and talk with the people who work there who I've gotten to know a bit. And sometimes I really want to spend time with my friends too. It's a balance. So I'll bring someone along who I know will enjoy it just as much as I do. I'm friends with this girl at school who is really into taking care of herself, trying new things, talking, you know, everything I like. So I took her out on the same day I'd spent with myself two days prior and she loved every second of it and I loved having her and it was a lovely day. You can do both and you should do both because they're equally as important. Doing too much of either is detrimental to your socializing abilities and your mental health. Being with other people is so important. Having friends and making time for them and making memories with them. And being alone and recharging and resting in any way you can is also just as important. My personal weekly ritual is being alone one day. I have time to myself in the morning, you know, and at night, every other day of the week, where I read or journal or listen to a podcast, whatever. But I dedicate one day to just breathing and doing anything that'll just recharge or replenish or just anything, just a day. Doesn't have to be the whole day, but that's my focus of the day, is truly just taking care of myself. I kind of mentioned this earlier again, but I just want to reiterate it. The biggest thing I've learned about being alone is don't wait for someone to ask you to do something you really want to do. Bring your headphones and go try that brunch place that just opened up that you've been dying to go try. Go see the new exhibit. Drive to the beach. Meet some strangers. Read a book. Put yourself out there in any way you can. I found that I really enjoy traveling alone. Flying alone, driving alone, anytime I'm going somewhere different from where I've been, I prefer doing so alone. And there was this one time I was going home for the weekend. I had a tough week at school and just needed my house and my dog and my parents and I'm lucky enough that I live close enough. And I'm sitting on this plane drinking my coffee from the airport and And I'm sitting on this plane drinking my coffee from the airport and the woman who sat down next to me is drinking something from the same place. And so I chat up a conversation and we start talking about how good it is. Just small talk. And about halfway through the flight, I open a pack of gum and offer her a piece because the pressure starts to hurt my ears as it always does. And I I know it's impacting her too because she's messing around with her ears and she takes a piece and we start talking again. She's asking me if I'm going home and I ask her the same and we realize we're from the same area. I know her children went to a high school that was near mine, whatever. And her grandchildren are in high school and playing volleyball and are looking to play in college. And I offer for her granddaughter to contact me if she needs advice or help or anything. And she appreciates that and continues to ask me what I'm studying. And I tell her film. I want to be a screenwriter or in casting or something in that field. I'm still figuring it out. And she goes... I run a production company in Hollywood. And she shakes my hand and introduces herself and I introduce myself to her. And we get each other's information and have been in contact ever since. And she'd offered for me to come on set and hang out for a day. If you open yourself up to literally anything good happening for you, or you put yourself out there in the smallest of ways, the universe will surprise the crap out of you. And I feel like time really slows down when you're alone. Like you're just so much more present 
colors are brighter, sounds are louder, you're kinder, you smile bigger, you tip more, you hold the door open for someone, admire other people. So there are a few things I did when I started taking myself out in public that really enabled me to do so with ease the more I went out. I would bring things for me to do. Books, sketchbooks, yarn and crochet hooks, dress balls, anything. If I had my hands occupied without like my phone, I, if I just sit somewhere, wait or whatever, I was way less self-conscious about potential judgment because I was occupied. And I always bring headphones. Always, always, always. If I go somewhere more active where I'm walking, I always am listening to music or a podcast. The second thing I always bring is water and snacks. I treat myself like I'm a toddler that gets low blood sugar super dangerously fast. I always have snacks and water so I'm taken care of if I'm even remotely hungry or needing water or know that I will be hungry or whatever. It makes me less urgent to find these things if I'm in a park reading and enjoying myself and I start to get hungry, I can just reach into my bag and instead of having to you know, get up and then go buy food, it's just being prepared, taking care of myself. So any sort of entertainment, snacks and water, and a third thing is a plan. I normally have a plan when I go out and have a day to myself so I don't get bored or anxious. Let's say I have a soul cycle ride at 8.30. That's in Walnut Creek, which is an hour and a half from me. I make overnight oats the night before. So in the morning when I'm up at five, I eat them. I get a Celsius and water and headphones and my, my inhaler. And I get in the car having snacks and water and headphones in the bag and several books. And I'm just ready. And the ride is 45 minutes, which means I will definitely need another meal after. So getting to a workout class alone and going to a workout class alone is so ballsy. Like... I could not have done this four months ago. No way. And I go now twice a week alone. And I'm so glad that I'm not waiting for someone to go with me. That doesn't dictate whether or not I go. I go because I enjoy it. And that's more important to me. The experience is more important to me than being embarrassed of not having someone with me. And the ride is therapy for me at this point. I clear my head push myself as hard as I can, and I just throw myself fully into the experience. And I've been to the Walnut Creek one enough to know what's around. And SoulCycle is just always in such a nice area that there's tons of food and shops and things to do. So I'll go to a juicery and get an acai bowl, head to Barnes & Noble to peruse, maybe hit up a Sephora, seize candy, just little things that I like, and maybe find a park to read at or just chill or whatever. I like walking around little towns with cute shops, listening to music, talking it up with strangers, and I'll just normally hang out outside until I'm ready to go home. I always have my headphones in, even if I'm not listening to anything. I think I've talked about how music or sound or any sort of distraction really helps my anxiety, and just even having the headphones in, honestly, so I don't deprive myself of that when I'm alone. Like, I don't just throw myself into silence. I want to enjoy it. And I like listening to music when I'm, I know I'm going to do something stressful. Like I'm, thrifting really stresses me out. I don't know why, but I always bring headphones because it puts me in a better mood. And so I, I do thrifting when I have headphones in, but I don't normally ever do it because it just, it really does stress me out. So I don't do it. And there was a time last semester 
I wanted to spend some time at the beach. And I'd hit a coffee shop and did some work and then went to the beach and watched the sunset. And I was super hungry. I'd eaten all of the snacks and I'd brought, and I knew I would not make it the 45 minute drive without sustenance. So I found this super cute restaurant nearby that was serving like my favorite food. And so I went over and the restaurant was just packed. I immediately turned around and went back to my car. I was not about to eat alone in a crowded restaurant in LA, like absolutely not. And I started texting my girlfriends and I was like, I can't do this. Like what if people are staring and judging me? And she goes, be the hot mysterious girl reading at dinner. It'll leave everyone wondering, who are you? Did someone stand her up? Is she waiting for someone? And she said that that was so fun and spontaneous in and of itself. I just had to do it. So I get out of the car, grab my book and my journal, and ask for an outside table. I got bomb pasta. I journaled in red. I sat outside and enjoyed this dinner I had to myself. It was like I was on a date, but I just got to read and journal and eat my favorite food and cake and befriend the waiter. I'd overcome something that was so terrifying for no reason, and I enjoyed the entire thing. It had been a beautiful night in a beautiful outdoor patio and great food, and I enjoyed my book and just had a nice time. And for the longest time, I really struggled ordering things. Ordering drinks at Starbucks when I was in middle school was like my greatest struggle I had to overcome, or talking to adults. I felt exposed for some reason. And I only got over that fear when I was on the other side of the interaction and working as a server and a cashier. As a server we and a cashier, we just want to be talked to and engaged in conversation with. It would make my day to really connect with someone when I was serving. It's how I got close to regulars. It makes work worthwhile. And I learned how to engage and speak up and make eye contact and present myself as confident and kind. I also just tried new things that I'd always wanted to. And doing them to me was more important than waiting for someone else to do them with me. Like that horseback ride on the beach at sunrise. I'm so glad I did that. I talked to everyone on the ranch, hung out with the owner, vibed hardcore with my horse whose name was Texas, I'm glad I didn't have my phone or headphones, though. That made the ride really special, because I literally just had to be with myself. And I went to this really cool film museum in L.A. during school when everyone else had class, but I didn't for some reason, and I saw the original screenplay from my favorite movie. And I saw the woman who'd made me want to be a screenwriter's handwriting in front of me, and I just lost it. I cried in this museum staring at this piece of art that had changed my life and made me want to be in this industry. And I probably would have missed it had I not been alone. It was very discreetly tucked away in this museum exhibit. And I was I spent like five hours in this museum by myself one day. Volunteering alone is also great. Doing any kind of service without other distraction or people is a really nice way to fully immerse yourself in this situation and be present. Again, I've said it, this is the third time I'm going to say it. Being alone is so powerful because other people, being alone in public is so powerful because you're going to do something whether or not other people join you. I don't like determining whether or not I do something if someone else is coming. Like if my favorite band is coming to town, I'm going and you can come if you want, but 
I bought my ticket. I gave up so many fun opportunities in high school and during my summers because I didn't want to do things alone. I didn't think I could do fun things without other people. And I deprived myself of these opportunities because I was afraid of being alone. And that's so not worth it. I love going to movies alone. I think that's so fun. Especially early movies when no one else is there and the seats recline and I get to be alone with my snacks and blanket I bring. It's just, especially if it's a movie no one else wanted to see with me, I will enjoy it so much more that I'm alone and not having to deal with people who are complaining the whole time. It just takes some courage, a little patience, and the desire to enjoy things just because you can and you want to. I definitely think I want to go to a concert alone at some point. I think that would be awesome. And there's just infinite opportunities to meet new people or have crazy stories to tell when you're brave and you put yourself out there. With every skill comes hours of practice and struggle. If you're someone like me who depended on other people to go do things, it takes a while to break out of that mindset. Just don't let other people determine whether or not you do something. And that's, that's a statement that is very powerful when you really start to break it down. Go watch that sunset alone. Get a cup of coffee. Go for a drive. Doing these little things will build up over time. Try that new restaurant alone. Go to that concert, meet new people, and put yourself out there. You'll be surprised what comes back to you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you are inspired to take yourself out this week, try something new, and be a little bold. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, please feel free to reach out to at the sunrise room underscore on Instagram or DM me personally. Um, like, share, subscribe, do whatever you can to get the word out. Um, I hope the podcast inspired you again in any way. And I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you next time.